up next on Inside Champ Car. First time, long time. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Volansky with me today, tonight, my fearless leader. Oh, Captain, my captain. <laughs> no, I work for a living. <laughs> Bill Strong. How you doing, my friend? Tired, man. It's been a long week. Yeah? Traveling. Yeah, traveling. We had a race in a different time zone, so that really yeah. screws with your head. Me too. And, uh, yeah. The, oh, that's right. You were you were right next to us there at uh, Hallett, where I'm going here in a couple of weeks. That's right. That's right. Good weekend, though. You had good yeah. weather at Ozarks. Yep. It was not as uh, rainy as we thought it would be. And uh, we didn't, you know, lots lots of good stuff at Ozarks. <laughs> we'll talk about that a bit later. Absolutely. Hey, as you can see. we got a long time, first time caller, long time listener. That's right. First time on our show. Yeah. Long time champ car competitor, Kyle Fegley. Hello, my friend. How are you? How you doing, Brian? How you I, doing, Bill? I say my friend because I, I haven't met you until five minutes ago, but everybody who's on the show <laughs> is like a member of the family, Bill. Yes. And Kyle's Kyle's been, when was your first race with Champ Car? Real quick, uh, before we get into the other been, question. Uh, 2016 okay. would have been my, I was a guest racer for Schumacher Taxi. That's right. At uh, Summit Point, and I actually uh, podiumed that race. That was That's my right. first podium. Doesn't it suck, man? The first race out, any podiums? <laughs> <laughs> I I worked on a documentary once uh, about uh, a Little League World Series championship team, and it's like when you've gotten to the pinnacle of sports and when and you're twelve. Yeah. How do you ever match that? And that was the whole point of the documentary, you know, young yeah. success and what does that do to a person? But yeah. um, anyway, welcome. Uh, we always start the show, Kyle, with the same question, and uh, we kind of got to the end of the question first, but um, yeah. that's okay. We know. Order. Who needs order? Um, yeah. H- how did you get involved with this crazy sport that we love? So, if going back to, I was just talking to Bill about it. Uh, I was part of the Porsche Club. I had a 914, and I started out just doing driver's education. Um and I worked my way up through the run groups. You know, Bill, they have, you know, blue, white, yeah. red, black. And once I got to black, I became an instructor. And I started, because once you're an instructor, you know, you can pretty much, you know, you're, yeah. you're racing for free at that point. Or not racing, but. Well, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You're, you're out there, you get to drive for free as an instructor. So it was really nice. And then um, then I did lemons. Uh, I did one lemons race. I built a car. That was supposed to be four guys, and it ended up being just two of us. I did one race with that guy, and that was it. We just didn't see eye to eye. <laughs> um, where where was that race? That was at NJMT. Oh, okay, all right. What year? Um, uh, same year, two thousand sixteen. Okay, I was just trying uh, to think. Was I there that year? I was there. I was. I did the NJ, the New Jersey Motorsports Park. I did that one. With Mod Squad, so that would have been, I think, twenty eleven or twenty twelve with Lemons. Okay. Yeah. So go back. I actually one of my customers, Kevin, who races for Schumacher's Taxi. Uh, he was talking. To, I was talking to him, and he says to me, "He goes, hey, you know, we're looking for a guest racer because 
at that point, um, Jerry had moved to Colorado and they only had three people racing. So that's when I did my first guest race. I did a guest race with them, then built a car, did a lemons race, left, left him. And I went, I went crawling back to Schumacher's taxi and basically said, yeah, uh, I like you guys a lot better. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And Schumacher Taxi at the time was running which car? Because they, they they have a long storied history with uh, Lemons Chump Champ. Oh, yeah. You know, the Audi 80. The, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, they went back to the Rolla because it yep. rolled over the Corolla back at uh, Carolina Motorsports <laughs> <CMT>. Park. <laughs> the yep. Rolla. I love that. Yep. And it, they put wheels on the roof, too. Which was yep. funny, you know. So yeah, the Corolla—they had all kinds of cars. So, Kyle, where did your love of cars come from? That would be my brother, um, who was a Volkswagen fanatic. You know, he he had a high performance Beetle. Wait a uh, second, he had what? 17, uh, a Volkswagen Beetle. But you you referred so you to it as high a performance. high performance Beetle. What what, what exactly <laughs> is that? <laughs> Well, you know, he uh, he built the motor up. It was right. like a it was like an eight seventeen seventy six. It was a stroker. You know, it had Weber's on it. Uh, it would break the wheels loose. It was oh, yeah. uh, it was quite the fun car. Um, I, I, I'm, we're in trouble though, Bill, because I, I have found that when I troll the Volkswagen Beetle community, that's when the hate mail comes. <laughs> they will hunt you down. Yes, they will. <laughs> no, I love the Volkswagen. I was a, a rabbit guy. That was my. I foray into the Farfig Nugent. Oh, MK1. Yes. I actually have one. Yes. So, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm a second generation VW guy. Both my parents had Volkswagen. My dad had a diesel. My mom had a fastback. So it it runs in the family. Yep. Cool. <laughs> cool. So when yeah. you when you transitioned into Champ Car. How did, how did that transition? I guess it was chump car back then. How did that transition yeah. go? It was great. Like I said, I, I did my first guest race. Then um, I came back to them. They're like, you want to do another race with us? And uh, in fact, it was my second race was uh, Charlotte. Ooh. And that's where I met you, Bill, for the very first time. Did we wreck into each I'm other? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that the sp- it- was that the sprints where we did the sprint race or was it the 14 hour? That was the 14. Okay. You had car number 79. 79. Yep. 79. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Still have it. Yeah. Uh, you took third that race, right? Yeah, no, nah, second. We were going to take, we had the lead and we had like a nine or 10 lap lead on everybody. And then we started losing cylinders and, I didn't know this and I thought it was my driver. So I had him come in. And since I was, we would normally put the fastest guy in at the last lap before close. So I had the fastest time that weekend. So I was like, well, I'll, you know, come on in. I hopped in. As soon as I went down pit lane, I, I knew it wasn't his fault. We had four cylinders out of a six, out of six. Um, we had gears missing and yeah, we tried. If then you think about it, if I had not brought him in, we may have, it would have been close, but we still would have lost because, you know. Was Troy racing with you then or no? I don't know if Troy was in the car with us that race. I remember um, seeing in in some of the pictures that I took, but I can't remember. Maybe. 
Yeah, I can't remember that race that much. I tried to block it out of my – he might have. <laughs> Though he may have been racing and dropped out. I don't know. Because that was about the time we both were doing pretty well, but then we – you know, you're either doing really well or you're breaking. So. Yeah. But, yeah, we so, took yeah. home some hardware, and you guys were there. We did. We got fourth, which yep. was good. And that was my that was my second podium, second race. <laughs> you know, and, it, yeah. hey, we, Bill. and that was like our 40th or 50th race by then. So like, <laughs> we, we were finally just starting to get hardware. These guys come out, first race out, hardware. So, That's all. Yeah. so Bill, next time you race, you need to put Kyle in the car. Oh, yeah. Kyle's quick. I've raced <laughs> against him. He's quick. He's smooth, man. That's I'm seeing, what's I'm seeing great a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. The the M. I I've driven the MR2. I've driven yeah. Troy's MR2, and it's it's a car that wants to try to kill you. Yes. Pretty much most of them are, though. If you watch this past the race this past weekend, the Cone Crusher Porsche guys uh, were driving the Leviathan. Not Leviathan. I forget the team name. Ben's car. His MR2. And they end up breaking a transmission and breaking uh, some hubs as well. Taking them curbs. Yeah. Can't do that. They're weak cars. Not as strong as that Porsche. Those Porsches are pretty strong. The Boxster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've done multiple track days and a race, and we're still on the same brakes. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Are they the ones with the pads that are like an inch thick? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, so we you, measured and we're, we're just like, this is crazy. I mean, there's no, there's like no wear detection here. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Now you've run with uh, Schumacher Taxi with the, um, with the BMW. And then yep. um, you've run with Visceral too, haven't you? No, I, ne- oh. I never, I never got to run with Visceral. Um, there, I had, I was in touch with him a couple times, possibly racing with him, but I, uh, I never got a chance to. I, I talk to Ron all the time. Ron, Ron's a great guy. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's another Porsche fanatic. So, oh yeah, he has the ultimate job. He gets to work for Porsche. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and then um, so now you 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 went out and drank the Kool Aid and bought a Boxster. Spent last couple of years putting it together. Uh, past year and three months actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so is that is that is that an easy car to build? I mean, is it just basically off the shelf components and go race because it's a what four hundred and seventy five point car? Yes. Like yeah, we haven't really we haven't done anything other than suspension. You know, we upgraded the you know the springs and the struts to the to the uh, Bilstein setup. Mm-hmm. Um, we changed the wheels. Uh, we haven't done any arrow yet, so we still have we still have points to work with. We have to decide what we're going to do next. You know, if we're going to do arrow, obviously we're going to do a wing and a splitter, right. not just one or the other. You know what I mean? So, right, right, right. You want that balance? Yeah. So you know, we've been trying to make get the car as light as possible. Um, we're looking at you know the roll cage was built by a guy out there in Colorado that was basically made to fit in the um in the box room and they actually tested it in a frame even before they send it to you so oh, we wow. got it was basically plug and play and you could tell where they actually tack welded every piece together inside their their frame before huh. inside their shell before they sent it to us it was um so all it is is then you just plug a into b and and weld it and done 
Yep. Wow. You know, there's different things you can get, different add-ons you can get, you know, like support members. Like we opted to go to the ones that attach to the front firewall on right. the lower right and left corners, you know, the kick panel. Right. And then we did some extra bracing on the hoop. And, um, but that was about it. You know, there's. So how is a boxer at, at uh, allowing larger people and taller people to, to get in that car? Thank you, Bill, for asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually me that asks that question. Thank yeah. you, Bill. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, because it's, it's, it's a concern because, yeah. I mean, any of the two-seaters, you're either going to, you know, my son's six foot six now or six foot seven. I mean, he just keeps growing and he's like 22. But, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we have a, you know, he can't fit in the MR2 anymore. I, you know, I can't make the roof taller. No. No, we, we're actually almost going to possibly lower, cut the floor out. You like the Miatas uh, do? Yeah and, yeah, and lower the seat down. But we got Dave Heineck in the car. And you know Dave Heineck. He's, yeah. He's pretty big. He's tall. Yeah. He was able to fit in it. So we're like, you know what? Let's let's leave it then. Because I think yeah. Dave would probably be the biggest guy that we'll right. most likely ever have in the car. Him yeah. or Jerry, you know, Jerry's tall, but he's a little slender. Skinny, yeah, yeah. And, so, and how does it handle those of us with ample girth? Well, you, I don't know. We don't have the the larger seat. We went with the uh, the medium seat, but you can take out the cushions, you know, to, to try and make some room. So, can do those. You know, the MR2, you kind of have, you, you've raced them. You don't have a lot of width in the in the tunnel because you have that big tunnel there. Now, yeah. the Spider, it's a flat floor. So you can, you know, once you take out the console and all that stuff, there's nothing down there. So you yeah. could make, you could put, you have room for a bigger seat and you can move things over to the right a little bit to get the driver away from the door. Can you do that in a Boxster? No. That, oh, you have a small tunnel? It's 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 pretty high. I mean, it comes up about maybe three four inches. But okay, um, if if I had my way, I would have done like a center con a, a center console, a center. You ever see a center steering setup? Yeah, like Troy has on the uh, on the biohazard. Yeah, that's that, fun that to would, drive. Is it? Yeah, it's weird when you first get in it though, because you're kind of like way in the middle of the car. It's kind. It's not perfectly centered because he had to have room for the for the um uh, for the fuel cell you know yeah. that sits underneath the the car or down the center of the car so but you're i would say you're about two th you're a third over maybe two thirds over i don't know but you're 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 not exactly in the center but it's yeah. still fun oh yeah i mean the, the beauty of it is you know most of those cars that do the center steering you know they have the pedal box that they can move forward and backwards yeah and you never have to change the balance of the car once, once the car is balanced, it doesn't matter who's in it because you're in the middle of the car. Right. But, uh, yeah. So um, when you're deciding to build a car a year and a half ago, you've got all the choices of all the cars all, in all of the motorsports world. What is What draws you to the Boxster? Um, it, it's funny, you know, when the day we crashed the BMW at uh, – mid-Ohio um, in September, we we kept looking at the Salings car, you know, and we were just like, man, the, the car is just, you know, when I, you're out there on the track with them and you're watching them and 
and you're watching how deep they're going into the turns, you know, and they're breaking so late and you're just like, I mean, yeah, I know there's a lot, a lot has to do with the driver, but you know, there are some things the car can just do and can do well. Right. And, and one of them is carry speed through the turn. Mm-hmm. You know, the Boxster's not a momentum car. You know, it's not setting the world on fire in the straightaways, but where it does excel is in the turn, for sure. Now, how do you compare that to the Boxster to like a Toyota MR2? And I know they're, I would say, six or seven years apart. But more, I, mean, I think the, the, the second gen MR2 is more a late 80s design. A lot of parts on it, like 80s, whereas yeah. the Boxster was late 90s. That, that 10 years, I mean, is, is there a huge difference in the cars themselves? I think so. I mean, the way the Boxster rotates, to me, is a lot more forgiving than the MR2. Mm, if you, okay. and you know this, Bill, I mean, yeah. if you're going into a turn, and you got your foot on the gas on an MR2. If you lift your foot just a tiny bit, yeah, you know what's happening. Oh yeah, yeah. You're saying hi to the guy behind you out the front window. <laughs> yeah. So with the Boxster, it gives you that the the confidence. I mean, you could lift, and the car will just almost like sort of like squat down, and and it actually will will want to turn a little better because the the boxer really wants to push, and you, and that's because they're camber challenged. And mm. we, you know, that's one of the things we debate on doing is is possibly doing the lower control arm, sending spending some of the points there to, you know, to get the camber better. So what we ended up doing with the MR2 was just relocating suspension components to get that camber, you know, rewelding chassis and stuff. Every Porsche owner I've talked to said, no, we won't do that. Is, so I don't know why. My idea, so you know how the back trailing arm has those adjust, yeah. has the adjustable, it's like an eccentric type yeah. bolt. I wanted to use those up in the front and basically do the same thing with the front control arms and kick and kick them out. Right, right. I don't, I don't know if that's legal or not. Well, know, bolts, they, are, bolts and hardware are legal from, you know. I always just use smaller diameter bolts, grade eights and okay. the MR2s. And we just, and that allowed us to go out a, a good quarter of an inch. And, and uh, we started out with the Mark I bolts, which are tinier. And okay. then I just went to, I, I got tired of trying to find those. And usually they didn't have, they were so used, they were useless. So I just bought brand new grade eight bolts at uh, the hardware store and at Lowe's and uh, just use those. And that's what we use now and never had a problem. So somebody yeah. if somebody hits something really really hard, then they'll move. But yeah, and, and and that was my idea, you know, without having to spend points, is to kick that lower control arm out just a little bit, right? You know, using a different, you know, using the eccentric bolt up front, you know, because you're not looking How for a ton of degrees, right? Just one or two degrees. Yeah, right now we're we probably we might have two degrees. Camber. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you want more than that. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. yeah, we run, I think we run like four and a half, five. Well, it depends on the racetrack we're going to, too, but about four on the MR2. And then um, we can actually, <laughs> the way we've re-welded everything, we, you know, we basically dropped the struts uh, about two and a half inches, the okay. tops of them. So we could, basically, it was so we could fit those, those 265 tires on the car, which they were yeah. never designed to go on the front. That's and, okay. uh, 
Oh, it was huge. It was a big difference. But because when we did that, that allowed us to get almost 10 degrees of camber if we really wanted to. And when we did not want to, the first time we went racing, I couldn't get those bolts tight enough and somebody hit a curb and we basically rubbed the wheel on the, uh, on the strut the whole race. That's uh, yeah. yeah. Now, like I said, with so far one race, I think, I think we came in ninth on day two at, mm-hmm. um, at VIR North. That's still pretty darn good, man. Nine, I mean, top 10 for the first race. Yeah. And I actually had to come in because there was some contact and I, I felt like something might have, might have happened on the back end. So I, you know, I took a, a quick spin down pit lane to stop in and check. Well, we may, we may have gotten maybe eight if I hadn't had to come in, but yeah, I, it was, it was pretty exciting. I mean, the first day was all rain. Everyone, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I spun the first lap, <laughs> not even the first lap. Yeah. Yeah. That's Troy's fault. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh yeah. You were right there at the top of, of uh, of, yeah. of the carousel. Right? I thought I, yeah, I thought I caused the yellow flag. You know, I'm sitting there backwards. I'm thinking, oh God, I'm the cause of this. You know, the yellow flag comes out, not knowing that a guy had wadded up his car over at four Earth at four, and a couple others had gone off track, and mine was yeah. not even as bad as all those others. So that was an ugly day. Yeah, I think, I think they had put because they had had some drifting there. I think they'd put something on the track because it was just really greasy. I'd yeah. never been on that track that greasy. And I that's my local track. So but hey, as an endurance racer, we have to be able to adapt to any and every any and all conditions. So I failed. Well, and and all the competitors are on the same racetrack dealing with the same stuff. So Well, know. they had new tires. We had old tires. So yes, we're all <laughs> sorry. I'm Uncle not, Brian not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to blame Troy for that, but yes, I'm blaming Troy for that. Yeah. All right. So, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Troy. Now, I just could ask, what's up next for you guys? Where, where, where are you taking the boxer next? Um, I was just telling Bill, we're, our next race is going to be AER. That's due to schedule conflicts with some mm-hmm. of the with some of the guys. Uh, yeah, the race is Summit Point. Race. Yeah, Summit. Yeah. Summit. I cannot wait to go back to Summit. I really hope that Dana can get us back to Summit one of these days. I want to get on the, because that's another local track of mine, and you guys are running on uh, the Summit Full, right? Yes. Because in the past, we've run there, but we've always run at Shenandoah, which is an outstanding track, but it just tears cars up. It does. And yeah, it's a really rough course, whereas Summit Full is such a good little track, and Fast. Hell, Trans Am used to race there back in the day. Willie T won won a couple of races there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But our but Brian, our next champ car race looks like it's gonna be Thompson. Another great little track. Yeah. What what so do you like about Thompson? Yeah, go ahead. Uh this will actually be my first time doing Thompson. So. Oh, okay. oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I've done it. I've done it on iRacing. Oh, it's much better in life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't raced it. I've done the pace car and I've done my own car around there. You know, chasing cameras and and it is a fun, interesting track. And it goes into night, so you like night racing. Thompson's a great tra- track to go to. Oh, that is that a one day race? Yeah, the twelve hour. Yep. 
Okay. Oh. I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Hey. That's yeah. Good. We can't race there on Sunday, or there has to be some because there, there's there's a church. a church nearby and some st- other stuff. I, I I don't I don't know if we can race there on Sundays, but it's they have serious noise limitations. So yeah. since you have a boxster, you're gonna have to keep that thing quiet. So. Yeah, we actually have two full blown mufflers. Unlike most of those guys, just have <sighs> resonators. I guess if that. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you hear ours, ours is relatively quiet. Right. I think I mean, you asked me that at VIR. I think you asked me that. Can you hear my car? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it was so, funny. The other boxer at, uh, I want to say, I won't say whose it is, but at Mid Ohio, or is it Road? No, Road America. And everybody knows where the sound house is there because I will always test sound at the SECA sound house. So I'm standing there, I'm setting up, and they're like, coming through the corner. <laughs> and I sit there and I get my pad of paper out and I'm standing there like, and <laughs> it's like, oh, they know I'm here. They just let off the gas and they'll wait till they're out of sight. Then, you know, Atlanta speed works. I know. It, no, it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I, I, want, I want, I almost sang the wrong hot dog song. Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, they my, know. That was my next guess. Yeah. The smart guys. Yeah. All right. Another Bill, anything else for so, Kyle before we let him go? So you're going to be racing with us in uh, Thompson. Um, you got a Boxster. It's really, it's a really cool car. It doesn't did you want, spin. Didn't, huh? didn't you want to hear? Didn't you want to hear a uh, a trailer story or a? Oh yes. Story? Oh yes. Yes. Oh, and I want to thank you for your service, U.S. Coast Guard veteran and a Hi, telecom bro. guy, right? Yeah, telecommunications specialist. Yeah, Woo-hoo. we've had three different names. We were radio men. Telecommunication specialist, and now they call us operations specialist. Yeah. Are you still in? No. Okay. No. No, so, tell, t- so tell us about trailer story. So I believe it was, I'm not mistaken, we were we had left um AMP. And you know us, you know, we there's four of us, so we take, you know, turns two hours each shot. So we pull into a gas station to get gas, and it's my turn to drive. So as we're pulling out, as I come up to the exit to go to turn left, and there's a sign there, obviously says, no left turn, out of here. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to turn right. I'm going to go down the street and find a place to turn around. So I turn right, and, and I'm going down, and I'm, and I'm looking at this garment. Now, keep in mind, this, this garment that we have in the RV it's it's an older style, and I don't know how, when it's when it was last updated. It's fine out on the highway, but the back streets, not so much. So I'm found. I'm just looking at the GPS, and I'm like, oh, it looks like the GPS is taking us back towards 95 this way, right? So I just keep going, and I keep going, and I keep driving, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the road is getting narrow, and there's oh. woods on both sides of us. Oh boy! And and I'm and I'm traveling for a good two, three, four miles down this road. And all of a sudden it dead ends. Oh. I'm not lying. It dead ends. Now picture like, I mean, this is a road <laughs> that you're not going to be able to get two cars down it. Oh. 
and there's woods on both sides. Is it nighttime? Yes. Oh, and, even and, worse. And so and let me tell you. Before you go on, what's the trailer truck setup? Is it a pickup, and how long is the trailer? So it's an RV. The RV's about, I don't know, what do you think our RV is built? It's a big 30, RV. Yeah, 30 35 foot. 35 feet? Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. The trailer's what? Standard, yeah. not enclosed at the 30 time foot. we had the open. Oh, 24. 18, 18, 24 okay. foot. Yeah, something like that. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, so you, you got the picture. Now, picture the blackest thing you can imagine, right? <laughs> Double that. Take a black magic marker. Fill in all the gaps, <laughs> put that on a black rocket ship, and send it to the depths of outer space. Close your eyes. And, and put you- it in a black hole. <laughs> yeah. So it's like trying to land an, F- an F-14 on a carrier at night. Yeah. That is how dark it was. Wow. And I am not lying when I tell you. So I'm not real good at backing trailers because all those Right or uh, John or uh, Dave and Kevin, they both own trailers, so they're yeah. they're the best at backing the trailer because they're you know they're used to backing their boats and whatnot. So even with the light, we're like we're gonna have to back this thing up for the next four <laughs> miles. Four miles. Oh so shit! We're like okay, so we we do about a quarter of a mile. And we're like, we're, we're going to be here till morning. We're going so slow because you can't see. No. I'm, how many, how many times did you have to go back forward to straighten it up? Oh, it, it was bad. <laughs> like, yeah, you go 10 so, feet, go forward five feet. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it was like. So finally we get to a spot where there's like a break in the woods. We're like, we think we can back the trailer into this space in the woods. And be able to turn the RV around. Keep in mind, we're trying to do this and not drop a wheel on the RV. All right. Because, you know, the, it's so narrow that we're trying to K-turn this thing. Yeah. In, it it, yeah. it was nuts. So in in an effort, so we're, we're using radios, you know. I'm watching oh, yeah. the one corner of the RV. John's on the other side. Kevin's driving. And we're radioing saying, turn left, turn right. The stop, stop, you know, because we don't want to pinch the box against the RV while while we're trying to back it in, but at the same time, not drop a wheel. Well, something had to something had to give, and we ended up we ended up pinching the the job box on the trailer, across the whole inside corner. It, we just, uh, I guess, there was a delay in the radio. Either yeah. that, or he didn't hear us on the radio, but. I mean, long story short, we're able to get the trailer backed into the woods and eventually get the RV turned around. But my God, it added about an hour and a half onto the trip. It, wow. <laughs> Those it, are the worst ones. It was scary. I mean, and look, it was all my fault. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm just looking at the GPS and I'm like, yeah, it's taking us back. We're good. No. <laughs> no. The the uh the shoot, you know, you're associated with Schumacher Taxi. They have the absolute best stories when it comes to anything racing. Mainly it goes back to the early days of Schumacher yeah. Taxi when they picked up that MR2 and just that. I'll I'll have to read that story sometime. It's on the web. Uh, what's his name? Um, not Jay. 
Rob. Rob has a, a hell of a story put up on the web telling how they how they were able to get that supercharged MR2 for like nothing. And then the time that we were all going down to CMP, it was the second race we did at CMP with lemons and, or the second, the following year. Yeah. And we stopped at a gas, we are all traveling down together, a whole bunch of us in a group. And we had, we stopped at one uh, exit down the road. If we had stopped at the one up the road, we would have got gas for like 10 cents a gallon. <laughs> and they were filling everything they could up with gas. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Somebody screwed That's up. Great. It was like at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, these yeah. guys just always had the, the best luck for everything. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want to talk, if you ever had Jerry on the, on the show, yeah. ask him about going through the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know the story or not, but if you ever have him on, I'll let him know. I'll get, I'll get Jerry on. We lost your sound there. It's kind of weird. Yeah, something happened with your sound, Kyle. That's all right. Yeah. Well, that's all right, Kyle. That's okay. We're about to wrap we're... up anyway. Yep. So, um, great story. We got to ask more of those stories. It's not, those are the most yes. entertaining. I love it. Hey, Kyle. Thanks, thanks Kyle. a lot. Good luck on whatever you got coming up next. And uh, when you get to Thompson, enjoy that place. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Race started out pretty well. Um, we didn't. Ha- we, you know. We kind of go by experience at the track, you know, how many how many yellows and stuff are we going to get? How many incidences are we going to have? And uh, I did the race log, and we did not have that mer- very many. <laughs> we didn't have that many incidences. And I was kind of blown away Saturday because there was hardly any any yellow. I mean, any um, any passing under yellows. No, wow. I mean, it was... It's stuff you don't say in a tower. Like, oh, we haven't had a passenger <laughs> exactly. yellow in a while. And it's then like, all of a sudden you get like 10 of them. You know, It's like when you're in the newsroom, there's two words you don't say, the Q word and the S word. Exactly. Same thing. And yep. and you just don't say these words because then you have to put $20 in the, into the, the jar. And I think I said something and Chelsea got really angry with me and wanted me to put 20 bucks in the, in the jar. I forget <laughs> what it was, but it was... It Must have been good one. if it was twenty bucks yeah, in the jar. Yeah, it was a it was a funny on my end. She didn't think it was very funny, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Saturday um, started out pretty well. <clears throat> the logs are up on the web if you want to look those over to see what people were uh, dinged for. But it wasn't that many log entries. I want to say like forty or fifty. And okay. you know, whereas Daytona we had what five hundred or something. It was insane. Wow. So uh, yeah, nine hundred one Motorsports wins that race. I don't know what the I forgot to ask what the PBMRP stands for. Um, it might have been a spotter, maybe <laughs> or or PBR SASAP, or maybe a sponsor or something. Okay. So Touchstone Racing finished second with their Miata. Lots of Miatas in this race. When you thought all the V8s were going to just totally beat this thing, uh, Auto Spec finished. Uh, Auto Spec and their Miata finished third. Love Racing. They had the lead up until the very end, and they got the car stuck in the. Uh, in the in the uh, runoff, um, Williams Racing Group took fifth. Open Throttle Racing uh, and their Ready Car took sixth. Minimum Talent and their Mini Cooper spent a lot of time going in and out of the pit lane um, Sunday, but uh, they did all right on Saturday, seventh place. Looney Tunes Mustang they actually had the lead for a little bit until they made a mistake and uh, dropped down to seventh place. 
um, or eighth place, uh, in Hill House Racing and their uh, BMW finished ninth, and Silver Martini Racing took tenth. And uh, that's the top ten. We had uh, 25 cars start the race um, that were classed. And uh, Saturday, we had a couple of EC cars as well. Um, I think 27 total. The Gulp Racing 2008 Honda S2000, they took uh, first um, in EC class against the Killer Bossa Racing 2 or Nissan 350Z, uh, which I thought was a pretty darn fast car. That was a pr- pretty cool looking car, the sure. Killer Bossa car. Um, and the Gulp Racing, I always think it's a... Uh, a different car than it really is. It, to me, it always looked like something else. I think it has a fastback. Okay. Plus, the color looks really good. Uh, golf racing colors. Um, and uh, they did well. Who did not do well, who everybody said the uh, car would just dominate this 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 race, was uh, uh, good, bad, and the ugly. Oh, boy. Yeah, they ended up uh, finishing mid-pack 13th place with their, their Chevy uh, Corvette, but they ended up having a slave cylinder go bad, uh, something really odd on the Chevy and never had one go bad before. And it, it was brand new and uh, just cost them the race. They, they had a pretty good lead, not a real good lead, but they had a lead. And then what was really sad was Tim Elliott's uh, two idiots in a, a garage, Sheboygan auto helpers and his 84 Mustang or Mustang Volkswagen rabbit um, finished 25th. He ended up, uh, just making a simple mistake, came in a little too hot at one corner and uh, just push, trying to push it a little bit and end up putting it into the wall. Um, it it uh, crunched the nose up pretty good, but it's nothing that can't be pounded out and some new sheet metal put on or whatever he's going to do, but he'll sure. have that thing racing um, soon. Cool. Um, Cone Crushers in their MR2, they ended up uh, leading for a bit. They ended up uh, toasting a transmission See, Porsche drivers, you put them in these little, you know, <laughs> mid-engine cars, not designed for what we were doing with it, and boom, toasted that car. But good, bad, and the ugly had FTD for the weekend at 244. I think the EC car might have been a little faster. Let me look here real quick. Um, yeah, no, nah, they were they were about the same, 245 and a 244. Um, and then Sunday, uh, again, perfect weather. Um we start out now. We had a few more entries. I think guys got used to the track, so they're starting to make a little more. Um, they were being a little more uh, aggressive on track. You know, a lot of four offs, a lot of spins. Um, guys still learning. You know, still learning the course, and and uh, but we had a lot more entries. I was a little more busy Saturday right. or Sunday. Nine hundred one Motorsports again found themselves uh, just. Uh, you know, outside of it about halfway and they slowly worked their way up and boom, they found themselves in the, in the, in the lead and kind of held it. And uh, Looney Tunes, um, they, uh, they did pretty well as well. They finished second with their Mustang silver. They had to make an extra stop too. So that kind of hurt them, but uh silver martini racing and their uh, Mazamiana finished third love racing. Again, those guys were up in the lead and uh, at the end of the race, they, they had a, I think he put it into the wall. I forget why they had an incident. We'll we'll hear it next week's setup. But they had a an, another incident, and they ended up coming into the. They had to. They had a bad time. Oh, they he lost control of the car. Um, went into the sand. They had to pull him out, and he was able to go back to the to the pit lane. And they're still in third, or they're in third now. 
And Silver Martini Racing made a pass on him as they went around, you know, trying to get around the track slow. He got it back into the pit lane. Now, their pit lane was, they were pitted right before the break where the, um, you know, the, the pit lane loop is okay. to get your laps. And so they were smart enough to push the car forward over the loop and then start changing their tire. That kept them on the same lap as, uh, as um, open throttle racing. And then the flag dropped and open throttle was not able to get that spot. So, sure. um, yeah, that was uh, open throttle finishing fifth. Williams Racing Group in sixth. Chipbox Racing in seventh. GTR Racing in eighth. And Fox Shoddy Racing in their Ford Mustang in ninth. They did pretty well Saturday or Sunday. Hillhouse Racing in their BMW in tenth. And uh, again, we had uh, how many cars start that race? We had 23 cars start that race. Fastest car of the day was the, Chevy, the good, bad, and the ugly Chevy Corvette with a, a 243. They started a lap down. They had some parts on their car to make it better, I guess. Sure. And so they started a lap down, and they made it back up. They were in the lead for a bit, and then the uh, rear rear end went out on the car. Yeah. So that's another rare incident that happens on that. Something totally different than what's happened to them in the past. <laughs> so. so you said that there's a whole lot more on your log at Daytona, right? Oh, yeah. So would you say that there was about a quarter of the entries, log entries, at Ozarks? No, no. It was it was Even way less? different. Yeah, Daytona had a lot more passing under yellows. Um, well, the, I was going to say, you, you had three times, four times as many cars. So that would make for four times as many log entries. Possibly, <laughs> but no. This one was just, they were... I don't want to say that maybe the the east is a little more aggressive and oh, okay. Don't know. I was just we thinking talk, with we talked about that was one of the things we kind of quietly talked about is like do you think maybe they're more aggressive or maybe they're just being a lot more careful because guys saw what happened last year at this track so they were hanging back a bit paying more attention. Right. Um it, is the electronics there... works really good. Remember you've got a lot of elevation changes at this track. Right. A lot of blind spots. Blind yeah. spots I didn't even realize until I went out there on my in my MR2 Spider. Sure, sure. In my Ram the year before, it's like, ah, oh, this is pretty wild. But in my Spider, holy cow, this is crazy, this track. Um, Maybe it's line of, more, line of sight is like nil. More panache with doing well at Daytona than there is at doing well at Ozarks. And people get that Maybe. Daytona mist. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that could be it. Maybe. Just a thought. You know, and there's a lot of things, but you know, whatever I say, there's going to be people out there who's going to get mad at me for saying <laughs> it or whatever. But you know, the the skill quality of the driver at drivers at this track this past weekend was pretty darn good. Yeah. So I don't say you know that it was probably the same at Daytona. No. Well, but, you might get some people going to Daytona because it's a bucket list track who might not race as much, but they want to get Daytona and check it off the list. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, we I get see it. that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. As long as you don't get hurt or you hurt or, somebody Or hurt else. someone else. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But the, you know, yeah, and it's, we didn't have that many passing under yellows. Actually, I don't think we did maybe at all the whole weekend. Though there may have, uh, there was, sorry, there was one and that was our fault. And we had posted that. I think we said it on the show. Um, there was a light. Did we made a mistake? So yeah, that was our fault. Teams got caught off guard, and we ended up learning how to do the lights a certain way mm. at that track. 
because if we didn't, they're coming down that front straightaway, balls out, and you know, you just all of a sudden there's a yellow. It's like ah, and you know, you know, it's it's. I think people respect it when a series goes. You know what? We got that one wrong, and yeah, it's our fault. And you know, we've learned. And well, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, we couldn't blame it on Visceral because he wasn't there. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> but they could Kidding, blame Ron. it on you. <laughs> So they could blame no, it on I you. Mean, no, because I'm not running the race. But, but they, no, but they'll find a way to blame it on Bill, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? That's, That's it's always right. Bill's fault. As I, I tell, it. as I tell the people I work with, just blame me. I love you. That. Know there's no reason not to. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, what's but, up yeah. next? What's what's up now? What's the oh, next one? So yeah, I was looking at flying out to Hallett. I think I'm just going to drive out to Hallett. It's going to mm-hmm. save us some money. Um, the uh, plane trips out of here to Hallett are just to Tulsa are insane. You check Oklahoma City. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's still expensive as hell. I mean, it's just not worth it. It's, you know, I'll take a couple of days and drive out and say, you know, do it for half the money. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're going to Hallett, which you just got done. You just got done with this past weekend with the SCCA. I loved it. What? A it's great awesome. You had never been race. there, right? I'd never been there. Oh, and you want to talk about you... elevation change. I don't know if it's, it's commensurate to what you had at Ozarks, but. Oh, it is up no, and down. It's not even close. And, not even um, close to those are. It, 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 it is, if, if anybody's ever been to Blackhawk Farms, it's like Blackhawk Farms with a bunch of elevation change. Okay. Um, right. It's got that same, you know, club feel to it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, the facilities are not fancy, but they're, uh, but they're kept up well. Oh, yeah. And, and um, the people there are just awesome. I love and, the track and, managers. And as I said on, on our stream, I said, you know, if there are track cafe owners around the country who want to know how to do a cafe properly go spend a, a day at hallett and eat yeah. stuff from their cafe um i got a breakfast it, sandwich that's still stuck to my ribs it's so good oh, yeah it is, it is they amazing. have some really good food there yep. they rank up there with track food with i would say with road america and i it's, don't know uh, if they'll do it for your event but we had a we had a barbecue truck outside too oh wow now nah, we don't do that because we we just eat at the inside yeah. They have a track photographer there that takes some great video and pictures, and then um, the uh, and he he pre-sells his stuff too. Yep. So we have the links up in our subs for that. Um, they have a great little swag shop with yes. anything and everything you could ever use for swag. It's there. Yep. Um, the tower is pretty nice up there. It's it's you know basic, but it's everything you need. Do they do the chicken and, song for you? Yes, they do the chicken song. That every is the oddest thing there. in the world. <laughs> pretty awesome, isn't it? And we don't want to give it away nope. because you have to go to you have to go to Hallett to experience the chicken right. dance. I will wait until you guys get done at Hallett to post it because I recorded it. Oh yeah, I recorded a little video going. This is how I woke up this morning, but I haven't posted <laughs> it yet. I will wait until you guys are done at Hallett and then I'll post it. Okay, so I don't ruin it for anybody. It's a great little. It's yeah. a great little track. Um, like I said, it, and the track itself is kind of cool. Now, la- yeah. last year was the first year that they had the tunnel because they, we used yep. to have to stop the race let people go in and out of the track right right so there, there is construction on the highway leading into shout to hallett you mm-hmm. can't get off at the normal exit that you would get off of to go to the racetrack at the toll booth yes that's where the you, you so you we that don't have to get onto the toll road. oh yes so um so check with track management they had they had um a form that we, we put with our subs um that, that had two different detours and you okay. have to go up through Cleveland and then come back around. It adds about 10 minutes. If you're coming from Tulsa, if you're coming from Oklahoma City at the moment, it's fine. I don't know if they're going to flip it. But 
Uh, I would double check with track management about the detour and make sure if that's still going on. Um, because if you don't take the detour and you get to the exit, you've got to go 10 miles further down and then come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so check. And there's a toll there. We pay a toll to go like 10 feet. Uh huh. <laughs> well, you don't <laughs> have to like pay crazy. the toll if you take the detour. Okay. All right. The detour. So I think it's only a that. dollar toll, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, something like that. But it just adds up, you know, throughout oh, yeah. the all the tolls I have to pay through the year. Uh, all right. So <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, toll booth may be closed. Yeah, the exit may be closed. Chelsea, if you're listening, which you're probably not. <laughs> You know, she's, she's one of these, she's, she's, she's over 30 now. So she's going to sleep at like nine now. Oh, she's not on. the party animal. She used to be. Yeah, okay. Old man. She keeps telling me that, but I okay, doubt boomer. That. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Boomer. Okay. Right, boomer. So, uh, yeah. So we're at, um, we are there at pallet and then, uh, we're getting ready. F- what did we do? Oh yeah. Today's the last day for the early pay or I believe CMP. Let me make sure. Uh, yep, April 25th is the last day for the $200 off on Carolina Motorsports Park. Full course at Kershaw, South Carolina, Carolina Grand Prix. Um, so uh, right now, it's currently, as of now, until midnight, it is $1,300 into that race. So get over there, get entered. Right now, um, we're up to 25 teams, and uh, we'll probably have a ton more sign up. Then Sebring is coming up. That's the next one. May 2nd is the early cutoff for that one. Save $200 on that. That'll be $1,475 for that race. The Senator 14-hour at Sebring presented by UUC Motorworks. And uh, we'll, when we get closer, we'll explain the Senator part. Okay. And then, uh, of course, MSR Houston, Space City Grand Prix. Did the artwork for that decal today. And, uh, yep, got that done. Nice. And Yep, then Nelson right after that. So, folks, get signed up. We have uh, Hallett in a couple of weeks, <clears throat> in a month, and then Watkins Glen a week later, and then we head off to Autobahn Country Club. That one, we're expecting a few more car you know, people to sign up. We're around 30 on that one, which is about what we had last year. Sure. And uh, then uh, into Carolina. Great. So, lots going on. Late spring, early summer, here with Champ Car Endurance Series. And as always, if you need any information, please email info at champcar.org. Any complaints about me, please send that to trash at champcar.org. <laughs> you really shouldn't consider yourself trash, Bill. Well, you know. <laughs> You're, you've got a self-confidence problem, my friend. <laughs> now, media at champcar.org if you got any complaints or pluses about the, uh, the things that we're doing here at Champ Car, media-wise. Sounds, Sounds good. And if you want some point, info at champcar.org. All right. Cuz I want I I email them all the time. I use my alias. Anything else? <laughs> that's it. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel so you won't miss any episodes. It is the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Champ Car Live on YouTube. It'd also be great if you share it on your social media channels, comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. For Bill Strong, I'm Brian Balanski. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and week and go play with cards.